has Ukraine and Russia not been having beef? They are constantly fighting. Russia is constantly trying to take over Ukraine. Hey, bonny boy, knock it off. You cannot see all the harm you are causing. February 24th of 2022, Russia launched a military invasion on Ukraine, pretty much going back to the same war that happened in 2014. Pony boy, put Putin... Could not take over the country, so I uh, had to try, try, try again. <laughs> oh, sorry, mama! It's a little hard. Uh, I need more black powder. Uh, maybe uh, maybe a little bigger tank. Uh, we see, we see, okay? Okay? Uh, Pony Boy Mad. Uh, Ukraine joined NATO, which they said is prohibited. That's not today's story. We will learn about one of Ukraine's biggest badasses... Someone who will kill you as <laughs> someone who will kill your ass from hundreds of yards away without even without you even knowing a woman that they called Lady Death. You are listening to Clapped by Fire. Hello, I'm Kai Maxwell, your host, and you are listening to the Clap by Fire podcast. With listening to today's episode and like to see some pictures about today's episode, hop on to our Instagram page. The handle is Clap by Fire podcast. If you would like to support the show, remember to follow, like, and share. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Audible. How is everybody doing this week? Um, doing the research for this story was freaking awesome. Heart pumping the whole time. Learning about all the incredible facts about Lady Death is an incredible. We have a great story for you today. I also learned something pretty interesting. Uh, apparently, back in the day, uh, you could take your cats and your dogs to the London Zoo. And uh, you could feed them to the lion if you want. <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, hey, Titan! You've been uh, you've been ripping up the house. You've been a bad boy. Sit, sit. Titan won't sit. <laughs> hey, babe, babe, let's go. Uh, let's go. To the, let's go to the zoo, and then you know, just uh, <laughs> bye, bye, boy. <laughs> and uh, you know, watch the watch the lion eat your dog. Apparently, is pretty popular. Uh, that, that I don't know. To me, that's just. That's crazy. Definitely a way to feed your animal if you need your an or, you know or the or the lion to feed the you know help cut costs down. But also, how could you take something in, call it your 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 friend, you know, love it, cuddle with it, clean up after it. It's there for you all the time, and then just to go and feed it to a lion at the zoo. That seems extremely disturbing to me, but did happen. So pretty crazy. I uh, hope you guys are having a good Wednesday, and uh, let's just get hop into the story. The story's just so good. So let's hop in the Clapmobile, and let's take a drive down memory lane. So before I start this episode, this lady's name is so hard to pronounce, so I'm just going to be calling her primarily by her nickname, which is Lady Death. Lady Milo. Lydia Lidmielo Makalavakan 
Plavarechniko. Like I said, I will be referring to her nickname, Lady Death. She was born in Bilia Tereska Kive Voramot in the Russian Empire on July 12, 1916. We got to remember that, uh, you know, in the, just not in the United States, but kind of all throughout uh, the world, uh, women back in the day were uh, known as the housekeepers. Men went out and did the work, they fought in the wars, and women were supposed to stay home and clean the house, take care of the children. Well, Lady Death grew up total tomboy. So the girl outside, constantly getting her hands dirty, playing playing in the mud, doing things that were unladylike, as you could say. You know, going swimming in the creek and showing up all the boys, climbing trees. She was known for being an extreme tomboy. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And uh, time, times have definitely changed. Times have definitely changed. I'm just referring to what's happened in the past. Not saying anything. Just saying what has happened. So, big tomboy. Showing up all the boys. She got into sports. Uh, she was known for being in extreme shape. Being very athletic. Uh, yeah, you got your ass handed to you on, on a basketball team with a girl in it. <laughs> oh, you got your ass handed to you uh, by that soccer team with a girl in it. Yeah, she was known as that girl. A lot of girls were growing up and they were, you know, learning how to sew and yada, yada, yada. And she was outside showing up all the boys. Damn straight she did, you know. So at a young age, she ended up joining the Osoavacum Shooting Club, where she just learned to shoot pretty much rifles and firearms. She was extremely talented at it. She ended up getting a bunch of er, certificates of completion, of like learning how to master weapons, use them, clean them, but also uh, won a lot of bad, eh, can't even talk today, a lot of badges and prizes for uh, winning um, shooting competitions. As she got older, uh, she ended up uh, working in a factory during the day, and she would attend school at night. Times were definitely a lot harder uh, back in the 1916s, 1920s. So in 1937, she went to Kiev University in 1937, where she studied to be a teacher. She was also extremely smart. She's just one of those people that uh, everything that she did, she just, you know, smacked the baseball home run every freaking time. Super good at sports, super intelligent in school. She she wanted to teach children. Um, obviously, seemed to be a very loving, nice person. In school, she actually told a lot of people that she wanted to be you know, become a well-known scholar and uh, while she was in, in in college, she was on the track team. She was extremely fast. Bullet speed. Passing up all the boys, uh, doing extremely well for her age. She also did pole vaulting. And pole vaulting fascinates me. I don't know how anybody does it. So if you don't know what pole vaulting is, pretty much you pick up a pole and you are going to sprint as fast as you can at this like line you stick your pole into the little thing and then you're going to use the pole to maneuver your body fly up in the air 
and you have to clear a bar that's, you know, however high off the ground. And I just don't know how people do that. Every time I see it, it seems absolutely insane. And apparently she was very known, you know, well known for being extremely good at this. I guess I've seen just way too many videos of uh, guys doing it, flying over the uh, the pole. And then the pole that they use to launch themselves up with, uh, their family heirlooms are just completely destroyed because they, uh, they end up landing on that pole. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're moving on, moving on. So uh, she was in her fourth year of college, and uh, she ended up uh, getting married real quick, found a guy, fell in love, got married. They had a child, and uh, marriage just didn't work out. She pretty much immediately left the guy and uh, moved back in with her parents, and her parents would help her watch over her child. So she, like I said, she was working in the factory as a grinder, and then she continued to attend school. So when she had completed her fourth year of college, uh, the Nazi Germany began its invasion of the Soviet Union. Without hesitation, she immediately enlisted in the Red Army for snipping school. Sniping school. Played way too much Call of Duty. When enlisted, they told her she was a woman. Like, hey, you're a woman. You know, you should be a nurse. You should... Uh I don't even know what the women do at that time. I'm assuming they would probably stay back and work in tents, help like with ammunition, nurses. I'm not 100% sure, but they they, they uh, when she tried when she enlisted, they told her you need to be a nurse, you need to be this, and she just kept on telling them no, no, no. She's like, "I am going to be a sniper rifle for the Red Army." And she was blunt. She was very blunt with them. She would not uh, let them push her around. She would say, "I'm gonna be a sniper. I'm gonna come here and I'm gonna kick some ass. And if you don't like that, well, suck it. I'm gonna do it anyway." So she enlisted into a group that had about two thousand female snipers, and <laughs> this absolutely blows my mind. Due to weapon shortages, uh, they sent her to battle with nothing but a frag grenade. So, let me understand. Let me get this straight. You joined the army to be a sniper. Sniper means that you, you know, you sit back and you pick off enemies from a distance. But due to weapon shortages, like, hey, you want to be a sniper? Here, here's your hand grenade. Go, uh, go kill some Germans. Go kill the Nazis. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm assuming what was going through her mind was like, I'm going to become a professional hand grenade thrower. If I can't be a sniper, I'm going to snipe them with my hand grenade. And I can also imagine you, there's only one hand grenade. So what else do you do? You, th you throw your hand grenade, and then what, what they were told to do is to go pick up weapons on the ground and use those so obviously someone else has to kill them so you can take the weapon and then use it that just i can i, I can never imagine going to war but i can never imagine going to war given a hand grenade and told that the only way i'm going to get a weapon is if i pick one off the ground from a dead soldier and by the way here's one fucking hand grenade Make it go to good use. Blow up a tank. Take out some people. <clears throat> I'm sure she was like sitting up at the hill. And she had like one arm 
cocked back super far. And then with her other hand, she was like pointing straight and like, you know, one eye closed and was like calculating the arch of like, okay, so if I throw this here and I make it fly this certain distance, should be able to snipe this dude with this hand. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so yeah, she she went to war with uh, with a hand grenade. That's the only thing they gave her. And um, so obviously she was doing other things. She was like helping other shoulders, yada, yada, yada. Well, in 1941, she uh, had an opportunity given to her. She had had one of her comrades got hit right next to her. And uh, when he fell down, he ended up handing her his 1891 bull action rifle. So I want you guys to understand real fast. Obviously, technology has changed quite a bit, but these older weapons, like they didn't have the best sighting on them. Um, normally, when you think of sights, you think you look down the barrel and you just line like the two little uh, orange, black, green dots up. Um, they didn't have the best of sights. So this guy gets hit, ends up handing Lady Death. Uh, like I said, his 1891 bull action rifle. And uh, she immediately goes fucking ape shit. And uh, later in interviews, she talks about this was her baptism of fire. She immediately grabs his weapon, jumps up, and gets mounted, and instantly just takes boom, boom, two enemies out, and just starts picking off enemy soldiers like there's no tomorrow. Um, after the fight, a lot of people were like, oh, hey, that, the one chick with the hand grenade, you know, she, she was able to pick all these people off and she, you know, a lot of people were able to back her up and say that she was effective and they ended up registering her in the 25th rifle division. And this is kind of where things get even a little bit more crazier. So World War II is going on and, uh, in the battle of sea, the, the siege of Odessa, she went on a fucking killing spree. She finally gets her credit, you know, upgraded from a hand grenade to a rifle. She's given a rifle. And uh, this battle, she definitely proves herself for the second time. She ends up sniping and killing. So confirmed kills means that uh, someone else witnessed or, you know, you shot and you confirmed that the person died. She had 187 Credited sniper kills at this battle. And uh, this is just absolutely crazy. You know, she, she's sniping all these people, sniping all these people, goes to the next battle, ends up getting almost 200 kills. And they start giving her this name, Lady Death. Because that's exactly what she was. She was a bullseye sniper rifle. After this battle, uh, after, you know, reporting back that she had gotten 187 confirmed kills, she was uh, promoted to a sergeant in 1941. And in in her next battle, she was able to get well over 100 more confirmed kills. She started getting a big reputation as the silent killer Lady Death. In 1942, she was promoted to uh, lieutenant. Lieutenant fucking Lady Death. And she was rewarded for getting 309 confirmed sniper kills in World War II. 
She also received awards, awards for taking out 36 different enemy snipers. Holy shit. That is a lot. So whenever I think of the sniper rifle, I think of uh, the person chilling on the back that's just picking people off one by one by one. And then, you know, you also see, like, the little glare of the sniper. Uh, she, she wasn't necessarily using a sniper. She was using a marksman's rifle. So, like, it still takes out from a distance. And, uh, you know, but, it, but it's still a rifle. You still are able to shoot them from a distance. 309 confirmed kills in World War II and took out 36 different enemy snipers. That is insane. They should have named her uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Lady Hawkeye. She has a crazy amount of confirmed kills. She's so deadly with a marksman rifle. Uh, you know, she's scaring them so bad. She's probably even haunting them in their sleep. I, I've played a lot of Call of Duty, and I just remember you're running around, and whenever you see that little glint of uh, like the 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 glare off the scope, you instantly hit the the ground, or you run in a building, and you are pretty much crapping your pants because you're gonna get sniped. On June 19th, 42, during a battle, a mortar shell actually ended up landing by her. And after it blew up, uh, a chunk of the shrapnel actually ended up hitting her in the face. And she was taken to a hospital on a submarine where she ended up recovering, which her recovery ended up taking uh, over a month. And at this time of her recovery, the war actually started using her as, like, propaganda to help, you know, scare the enemy, but also to, like, encourage more people to enlist into the war and uh, start becoming famous as Lady Death. Lady Death, the lady with over 300 confirmed sniper kills, has taken out over 36 different enemy snipers. That would be pretty cool, pretty motivating. <clears throat> so uh, after recovering, um, she ended up going back, and instead of putting her back in the lines, they actually decided that she was more of a viable asset, and she started to train other snipers until the end of the war in 1945. Hey, this is the OG that, you know, has a bunch of kills. She's freaking so deadly with this gun and we want you to teach other people to do exactly what you did was she just naturally good at a sniper rifle or was it like her work ethic and just who she was that really made her a good sniper so after the war she pretty much becomes a war hero she ended up uh, going on tour and she visited she uh ended up visiting the united states and also canada um Franklin D. Roosevelt actually sought her out and uh, welcomed her personally to the White House. And uh, this is kind of where America kind of fucked up a little bit. When Lady Death was visiting America, the newspaper started reporting about her and they would call her <laughs> Girl Sniper. Power Rangers, Powerpuff. Girl sniper, giving her like this little girly name, and you know, while she was visiting, she would see this information, and she she was kind of offended a little bit that uh, you know she would do all this, and they they would come up, you know, girl sniper, or or say these things about her in the news. The news also started critiquing her, 
saying that the uniform that she wore made her look fat. And when she wore skirts, they also critiqued her in the newspapers by saying that she was so unmodest and so unprofessional. She's a tomboy. She's a freaking sniper. Who gives a shit what she looks like? She's a war hero. How many lives did she save? How many... Uh, how many things that she did that you know that that some people will never do, and I just I just think that's I don't know that kind of blows my mind. There was actually an interview where uh, one of the reporters was asking her uh, why she's a lady and why aren't you wearing makeup, and it's just like I don't give a shit. I'm a tomboy, and so they were just really really critiquing her in the United States, just kind of saying a lot of shit, and she ended up going to Chicago. And kind of giving a little speech there, uh, encouraging people to uh, to join uh, join the army and help serve your country. And she ended up standing. In, so in Chicago, she ended up standing in front of a large group of people. <laughs> and I quote: "I am 26 years old, and I have uh, confirmed kills of uh, 309 fascist invaders by now, gentlemen." Don't don't think you've been hiding behind my back for way too long now. And then uh, she just fucking dropped the mic and then just walked off the stage. And the whole stage just like. <gasps> <laughs> and like I said, like I said, what I was talking about earlier, women, they were known for being the housekeepers. And so to have this woman show up not wearing makeup, um, has a nickname of Lady Death and pretty much just tells like the American people like. You're a bunch of pussies. I'm twenty, so she she would have been younger than me because I'm 27. So she's 26 when she says this. I am 26 years old and I have killed 309 fascist invaders by now, gentlemen. Don't you think you have been hiding behind my back for way too long now? Damn! Like I said, she just did this big mic drop, walked off the stage, and uh, yeah, that was the end of that. So she ended up constantly, like, kind of getting mocked in the newspapers, uh, you know, pretty much just critiquing her and just kind of being super anal. So while she was in the United States, <clears throat> uh, the president actually, or they actually gifted her with a Colt semiotic uh, pistol, was a gift that was given to her. And then when she went and toured in Canada, she was gifted a Winchester Model 70 rifle equipped with a telescope sight. Not really sure what that is, but you also have to remember, like, like I was saying earlier, when she fought in the war, she didn't have a weapon um, built for her. She was just using a weapon that her comrade gave her and she was still sanely good at it. So receiving this like new technology and these weapons was probably an eye shock. And, and you know, knowing like, hey, I could I probably could have gotten more kills if I had this scope on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> she was just a complete and total badass. So these two weapons are actually on display in the Central Armed Force Museum located in Moscow. So after the war she ended up returning home, and she was awarded the gold star. 
which is known as like the hero, the hero of the Soviet Union. Yeah, Soviet. I can't even talk today. She was perma- she was given the gold star, which symbolizes the hero of the Soviet Union, and was promoted to lieutenant. A little bit of backtracking, uh, when she was in the war and she was being a sniper rifle, she actually remarried again in the war, but the man that she married ended up dying in battle. So after getting back and after the war over, she you know, was able to like kind of sit down and think a little bit, and uh, she kind of she came extremely depressed, started getting into alcohol to help combat her emotions towards... Um, her lost spouse. So after the war, she ended up going back to the university and uh, she began a career as a historian from 1945 till 1953. She uh, researched information about the Soviet Union headquarters. Uh, she you know, became a veteran and uh, she also committed to helping out um, with veterans of the war and uh yeah pretty much just constantly giving back constantly helping and uh, it was extremely good that what she did came in on historian yada 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 and like i said at this time she was becoming depressed and started drinking pretty heavily spending time alone and uh, she ended up passing away on october 10th of 1974 at the age of 58 Health professionals uh, examined her her autopsy and said that she would have been able to live a lot longer, but uh, with extensive amount of uh, alcohol abuse um, after the war in a sh- very short period of time, ended up leading to her passing away earlier. Lady Death may be gone, but she will never be forgotten. Her face uh, uh, was put on stamps, and uh, she won a bunch of awards. After she died, uh, some people made a documentary about her life and was presented in the Belgium Film Festival where it won a bunch of rewards. There were some books written about her, uh, Lady Death. And if you're a Call of Duty fan, if you ever played Call of Duty Vanguard, Lady Death. So there's, I guess there's a chick in there, Polina Petetro or whatever. She was voiced by Lara Bailey and Lara... Bailey actually took a lot of information about Lady Death and um, tried to uh, design and voice the character as Lady Death. So it's pretty interesting. If you're a fan of Call, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, there is uh, references and uh, kind of Easter eggs and cues towards Lady Death in there. There's another book that ended up coming out called The Diamond Eye talking about Lady Death's life. And um, pretty, pretty incredible story. And uh, we actually have a, a word from our sponsors. When will you stop hiding behind me? 309 confirmed sniper kills. 36 confirmed enemy sniper kills. Do you know how to pick up your enemy's weapon and use that? Because the only thing we'll be providing you with is a hand grenade. Apply now and be part of Lady Sniper's Marksman Rifle School of Kick-Ass. Come prepared and don't be a little bitch. That takes us out of our timeline. 
So like I said, during this whole episode, I referred to her as her nickname, Lady Death, because I apologize. Her name is pretty (laughs) brutal for for me for me to pronounce. Leah Lid Mielo So, you know, she was born July twelfth, nineteen ninety six. Uh was given a hand grenade in war, ended up taking a comrade's rifle, ended up redeeming herself, was able to get over three hundred and nine confirmed kills, and was able to take out thirty six enemy sniper rifles, became a war hero. And her legacy will continue to live on. She is known as Lady Death, a war hero of World War II. That is our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for hopping in. Remember to like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the podcast, there is links uh, below each uh, below each episode description where you can hop on and donate and support. Thank you so much. Have a good week. We'll see you guys. Peace.